Mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. Let's, uh, let's try to apply a common sense look. Not at life, the universe, and everything, but let's take a look at this election we've found ourselves in the middle. Oh, it's not over. It's not over. First off, I want to thank you for your patience. I've got tremendous listeners slash community members, and every once in a while I get an email. Um, Recently, it's been from a uh, community member in Argentina, you know, that lets me know, hey, it's time for another podcast. Let's go. And uh, it motivates me. It makes me feel good. Uh, It's nice that we're growing this community, this conservative hippie community, all of us middlers, uh, one listener at a time, and uh, I will keep producing these podcasts. But this election has uh, got got things a little crazy. I was working on a fun podcast with uh, what I think is terribly interesting information. Uh, It's very complex, so I was working very hard on trying to uh, organize and wrestle all of the different facts and uh, sound bites to put into it. Um, and then this election happened, which, which from what we could all see was looking like a Trump landslide uh, for people my age. I'm 47 years old. Uh, never before have we seen the kind of enthusiasm and outward support for a presidential candidate as we did Donald Trump even in um, very blue states like Washington, where I live, and California. uh, There were cars, boat parades in Florida, all over the place. People were enthusiastically um, supporting President Trump, and not so much for the candidate Joe Biden, as he would have, you know, car rallies where they would come to a drive-in and and most of the cars at the rally were staffers or people paid to be there. Uh, it was very strange when he would go to a gymnasium and, and have like six people in circles, you know, on the floors. And half of those were media members. It's the optics going into the election were very strange and very clear that Donald Trump was looking like he was going to have an overwhelming victory. Well, let me get back to my point. So the election happened threw me off a little bit from uh, the podcast I was working on. And honestly, I've just been sitting back and kind of watching, watching from that 50,000-foot view, taking all the different information in as it's coming at us. Remember, forgive yourself. Forgive me. We are in a fire hose of information in 2020. Uh, We have been for quite a while now, and and it takes some getting used to. So forgive your neighbor, forgive yourself, forgive me when we have to take in so much information just to get a clear visual of the landscape. Um, If you want to 
uh, hear my voice, uh, support the other things that I'm involved in. We do regular weekly podcasts on the Kick From The Spot podcast. Uh, the website is Kick From The Spot. It's a European soccer-centric U.S. men's national team podcast uh, that I do with Memo Jimenez. Uh, it's it's great, and I'm very proud of it. I am the producer of that podcast. Um, we also do monthly podcasts that I produce uh, called Stoner Horoscopes. That's right, Stoner Horoscopes. You can find that at stonerhoroscopes.com. Uh, we take the writings of the astrological psychic Adora Zen, and we turn that into a podcast and a blog, and that's done monthly. So there are always things that I'm working on that have regular schedules behind the scene, behind the scenes, and uh, unfortunately, the Conservative Hippie Podcast always falls down the list on uh, my publishing priorities. But here I am. I'm in studio. I'm ready to go. I thank you for being with us. Let's get into this. Let's get into this election talk. And what I want to try to do with this podcast is I want to try to avoid me just spouting my opinion, editorializing everything that's going on, because gosh, you can get that just about anywhere, right? Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody thinks they know the real story on what's going on. Instead, let, let's try to take some sound bites um, and try to piece together what, what reality is, because unfortunately, we aren't seeing reality from the mainstream media. And you know, I've got a, I've got good friends out there. Um, it's, it's surprising. I know everybody thinks that I'm the conservative, not the hippie, and that I'm far right leaning. I, I hear it all the time, but I do have my most of my friends and the people that I enjoy in life are liberals, and they did vote for Joe Biden. So you know, it's, it's interesting to see. I get a, I get a glimpse into uh, the whys and the hows and the logic behind all of it. And it still surprises me to this day. After 9-11, after WMDs in Iraq, after WikiLeaks and the publication of all of those nefarious media emails and the Podesta emails and Fast and Furious. Oh, you never heard of Fast and Furious? Yeah, that's a, there's a reason for that. And then the polling on the 2016 election and, and then Russiagate, okay, all of these things were either counterbalanced by a negative, false narrative by the media or swept un under the rug. So here we go. We just keep plodding down this road. And so many people still continue to open up the New York Times or turn on CNN or look at the Yahoo.com website. And they read these headlines. They scan their articles and they just... They think that that must be the truth because our great media overlords have said so. And, and we have to trust our public institutions, right? Like our mainstream media. I mean, there's a reason the mainstream media, they're authoritative. They, they seek all the facts and, uh, you know, they're just the best out there. So that's, I don't get my news from some, you know, right-wing crazy journalist out there. But unfortunately, this... This mainstream media has been completely corrupted, and it's biased, and there's pay-to-play within the media. 
You know, if you look at people like Glenn Greenwald, um, he's the, he's the founder of the Intercept. He's living in exile right now, or you know, he'd probably say he chooses t- to live in Brazil. Um, he was the one who brought Edward Snowden out and was the journalist that helped Edward Snowden um, become a whistleblower and break the news that he did. He's been calling BS on this Russiagate narrative for for years now. And now, I don't know if you saw this, but he had to resign from the media organization that he founded because they were trying to editorialize and edit his work. And his whole stipulation was he created this media organization so no one would ever edit what he's trying to say. So we're in this weird world where there's so much censorship and there's so much editing that it's hard to piece together what the true facts are. You you have to dig down. Um, that's why I said in that uh, podcast with uh, Poetic Math that you know you there's the there's the layer on top that you can get very easily. Your Yahoo.com, your New York Times feed, which then leads to all the punditry on the television. And then if you just get out a shovel and you just dig under that first initial surface. You might not stop digging because what you'll find is that sometimes all the facts and all the relevant pieces of information don't support this mainstream thread that's coming at you. So, all right, enough, enough of that. Well, let's, uh, let's get to our first soundbite. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. The most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics, said right there out of our presumptive president-elect Joe Biden's mouth. All right. I I hear you screaming out there. Oh, he misspoke. Of course he didn't mean that. Of course. Are you applying the same logic and reason to Joe Biden as you did for the last four years to President Trump? I mean, let's let's remember this fact. The FBI actually used the time President Trump jokingly said at a political rally, Russia if you're listening, we'd like the emails. They actually put that as evidence within the Russiagate um, fiasco um, to spy on the president of the United States. So how can you not take these words at their face value? Joe Biden proudly saying he's created the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. You know, fairness is something that we all we all strive for. I think if, if you were to interview somebody just randomly off the street and ask them, you know, do you do you seek fairness? Do you try to apply logic and reason fairly? Most of us would say, oh, yeah, of course. You know, of course I do. I'm a good person. That's associated with being a good person. And what shocks me constantly throughout all of this part process for the last four years is just how hypocritical and nutty, let's just say nutty, um, 
some TV punditry and people that get up and get a microphone, how crazy they can sound. You know, let's remember that uh, that Steve Scalise um, was shot on a, on a softball field by some nutty, crazy leftist that was out there to shoot as many Republicans as possible. Um, Max, even after that, Maxine Waters is out there in the crowd saying, you need to go find him in the streets and you need to get in their face. Chuck Schumer has said similar things. Are These political, Democratic political leaders are, are inciting divisiveness and um, call to action of violence and it, it, but yet at the same time, out of the sides of their mouths, they 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 speak as if Republicans and people on the other side are doing it. It's like blame your enemy for that which you are guilty of. And there's no there's no mirror. There's no there's no looking in the mirror to see their own actions and how they're coming across. Well, naturally, um, after this election, they they want to quickly say that Joe Biden is the uh, president elect, and you know this is a time for unity, and this is a time for you know Republicans need to forget about um, all of these challenges, and we need to move forward as a country, as if they didn't create the hashtag resistance over the last four years. But it even gets worse than that. It even gets worse. I also want to um, echo something that um, my friend uh, EJ said. Um, it's not only that Trump has to lose, but that all his enablers have to lose. They have to. We have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. Um, we have to level them because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. They will take this as confirmation that hey, it just pays to ride the waves. Look at me, I've made it through. And so up and down the ticket federal, state, local offices. The country has to repudiate this. Burn it down. They want to burn it down. That wasn't some soundbite I got from some, you know, a blogger or podcaster that has no audience. That was on MSNBC. That's a that's an opinion that they put on the television and they think that's good quality television. Um, no reflection or thought that the most people in the history of voting in America voted for Donald Trump. Now, supposedly, he was topped by Joe Biden, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that. You know the you know the guy who didn't answer um, hardly any questions from the press, zero hard questions from the press. Kamala Harris, as vice presidential candidate, did not hold one single presser and take questions during the entire campaign. Meanwhile, Trump's out there cruising around the country with 20-plus thousand at every stop, sometimes four stops a day, um, with wild support. They want to burn it down and repudiate anyone who believes in that ideology. And she goes on to say it's become a, an anti-government party. Well, well yes, the, the government is made up and supposed to be representatives and working for the people. It seems to have become a out-of-control bureaucracy um, that has become our overlords. Are we serving the government or is the government serving us? So yes, it is a political ideology and common sense thought that we need less government and we need restrictions on our government. But these people in some way want to use the government and 
uh, inflate it to dominate our lives. And uh, they want to repudiate and burn down any system that challenges our government and our bureaucratic overlords. Just kind of craziness right now uh, that's coming out of the mouths of people as if there's no reflection on uh, government corruption, uh, corruption with all of these institutions. Nobody's fighting corruption anymore. They're fighting the people that are trying to shine a light on corruption and trying to fight corruption. All right, now speaking of government and media, the next item I have isn't a soundbite, it's an article, a little synopsis of an NPR piece, National Public Radio. Again, this is this is a, a government institution that is uh, paid for by the people. A lot of a lot of citizens uh, still grab this as just the straight news with no editorializing. Um, I have a, a friend of mine that uh, that consumes a lot of NPR and uh, thinks that it's just straight news. Um, well, I have an interesting article that has a, an interesting, a true factual headline, and then you can kind of see the editorializing within this article. And what I want you to do is I want you to pay attention. I'm going to read just a couple paragraphs of this article. I want you to pay attention to what is being said within the quotation marks and then how they undercut, change, and slant the very news that they're reporting on. Again, this is from NPR. The headline is, Barr wades into Trump's false voting claims, allowing prosecutors to investigate. So I, I said that, uh, I guess the headline I said was factual. Uh, the, the headline starts right away, so it's a, a blusterous headline. Barr wades into Trump's false voting claims, allowing prosecutors to investigate. William Barr, the nation's attorney general and Trump ally, on Monday wrote a memo authorizing federal prosecutors to pursue any, quote, substantial allegations of voting and vote tabulation irregularities, unquote. He specified that such reviews can be conducted only if there are, quote, clear and apparently credible allegations of irregularities that, if true, could potentially impact the outcome of a federal election in an individual state, unquote. Investigations into more minor claims that, if true, would not affect the outcome of a state's results, Barr wrote, should be deferred until after the election certification process is completed in mid-December. In his memo, Barr cautioned that the authorization should not be taken as an indication that the, Just the Justice Department has found any voting irregularities that would impact the outcome of the election. Instead, the authorization has been put into place to ensure that all Americans could have, quote, full confidence in the results of our elections, unquote. So I want you to, you know, soak that up. I mean, he's basically saying that we're going to investigate, but we will not pursue or highlight anything that isn't significant and could turn a state election. I mean, that's 
that's what you want to hear, right? If we're talking about free and democratic elections and we're looking into voter fraud and, and, and you want to avoid Trump sending his attack dogs in on every little old, old dead man that was voting uh, in the election and all of these claims, right, that, that amount to the tens of hundreds and not the thousands that would be required to flip the election, that's what you want to hear. So the negativity surrounding the headline is a bit strange from what we've read so far. But now let's, let's finish with how the uh, writer of this NPR article finishes it off. But despite the caveats, the memo marked a step into President Trump's disinformation campaign about voting. Former DOJ officials, I love how they always use former officials, former DOJ officials criticized the memo as partisan and as validating Trump's claims that there are substantial voter irregularities. It actually did the opposite of that. It said that if they don't find substantial, they will stand down and investigate individual cases after certification. I mean, literally in their own article, it said that. Republican and Democrat election officials agree there has been no evidence of widespread, even low-level, voting irregularities. Oh, let me just read that again. This is the way the article is finished. Republican and Democratic election officials agree. So, I mean, this is just, you got a gold seal stamp from Republican. This is a bipartisan stamp and seal of approval from election officials. They agree there has been no evidence of widespread, okay, so no evidence of widespread across the country uh, irregularities, even low-level, okay, so now we're talking about the very ones that Barr said if they did come across, they wouldn't pursue because it wouldn't be enough to significantly impact. And, I mean, you'd, you'd have to be dumb to think that there's no, quote-unquote, low-level voter fraud. But, but anyways, they lump that in, so there has been no evidence of widespread, even low-level voting irregularities. Very interesting. So that's NPR. That's the public's radio uh, disseminating the news. I mean, there was news within there. It was very clear what Barr says he's going to do and why he's going to do it. It was, I think it was the, the words are very tactful and accurate from what we would want from an attorney general. And then they just spin it up and whip it around to fit this editorial um, viewpoint, this slanted viewpoint to theirs. And I'm just curious if the writers of this NPR, NPR article, if they were giving the same editorial slant when uh, the Attorney General Eric Holder was in contempt of court during the Fast and Furious um, fiasco or during the Russiagate um, situation where it was clear um, that there was no spying, or even the Michael Flynn, um, the, the FBI abuse, abuse pursuing Michael Flynn, you know, did they, did they have that same cautionary tone when, when these government bureaucrats were going after a three-star general? I don't know. I, I, it, the TDS is real, and I just want you to see how far it extends within what we would think is our um, certified stamp on the news, our public, our public news sources that are supposed to be unbiased. Clearly they're not, and they can't even see it. 
This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of Smokin' Jays. Please take the time to visit SmokinJays.com. They have over 2,000 products, from puzzles and posters to pipes and purses. Everything for your smoking lifestyle. Use coupon code HIPPIE at checkout for 15% off your order. Right now, I'm wearing a beautiful sundress I got from Smokin' Jays. Just visit the link in the show notes. Don't forget, coupon code HIPPIE. That's H-I-P-P-I-E for 15% off and to support this podcast. <laughs> did, did you get that? I, I put that one in there specifically at that point because that uh, that little sponsorship ad by Smoke and Jays uh, was styled and uh, mimics some of the advertisements you might hear on uh, PBS and uh, NPR. So there, there you go. If you got that inside joke right away, uh, pat yourself on the back. Uh, you and I are on the same wavelength. All right, let's get to this next sound bite. It's a little scratchy. It's a little tinny, um, but I think it's worth it. It's uh, it's Newt Gingrich. You know, I think I've been active in this since 1958. That's 62 years. I am the angriest I have been in that entire six decades. You have a group of corrupt people who have absolute contempt for the American people, who believe that we are so spineless, so cowardly, so unwilling to stand up for ourselves, that they can steal the presidency and we'll wring our hands, bring in a few lawyers, and do nothing. My hope is that President Trump will lead the millions of Americans who understand exactly what's going on. The Philadelphia machine is corrupt. The, the Atlanta machine is corrupt. The machine in Detroit is corrupt. And they're trying to steal the presidency. And we should not allow them to do that. First of all, under federal law, we should lock up the people who are breaking the law. You stop somebody from being an observer, you just broke federal law. You hide and put up paper so nobody can see what you're doing, you just broke federal law. You bring in ballots that aren't real, you just broke federal law. I am sick and tired of corrupt left-wing Democrats who believe that we are too timid and too easy to intimidate, and therefore, let us go out and steal it. That's exactly, I mean, no one should have any doubt. You are watching an effort to steal the presidency of the United States, and this is not about Donald Trump. This is about the American people. Do the American people have the right in an honest election with honest, legitimate ballots to pick their leader? Or are we now just sheep to be dominated by the high-tech businesses, the news media, and the various political machines? And are we supposed to surrender? So I think this is one of the great, this is a crisis in the American system comparable to Washington on Christmas Eve or comparable to Lincoln at Gettysburg. This is a genuine, deep crisis of our survival. A genuine, deep crisis of our survival. That's how Newt Gingrich um, sees it right now. And when I hear that, there's part of me that's like buying into it. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't give any relevant facts. 
Um, it's, it's, he's giving his own opinion and he says it, he's basically gives his bona fides. He's been in this business for six decades and this is the angriest he's ever been. Here's my problem. When we look at it from that 60,000 foot view, um, I'm worried that all of this is just setting up another hashtag resistance four years of governance. And four years ago, people, very well-meaning people, uh, joined the resistance. They, they thought all of these things legitimately. They were told this. They were given facts that they should resist this Trump administration. Um, we've been talking about it throughout the four years on this podcast, you know, just how wrongheaded that all is. But it doesn't change the fact that people had genuine feelings and concerns and even facts in a lot of cases that they should resist, that they should be angry about this guy winning the presidency, being Donald Trump. And now, here we are, we're in another situation where half of the country, we're just switching positions, and half of the country believes this election was stolen, and Joe Biden is corrupt, and Joe Biden is owned by the Chinese, and through the media, in our technocracy, um, and theft within these large cities, that this uh, presidency has been stolen away from the Republican Party. Do you see how this is just setting up another um, divisive narrative where people are going to become, we're just going to switch teams. We're just going to switch sides. So now the resistance or some of the hashtags I've seen are be ungovernable. So it it's scary in that fact that if you are going to even go higher, go to that 100,000 foot view and look down are there puppet masters that are pulling the strings? And is this part of their plan? Just switching these sides around. They've divided us. We have two parties, and now we're never more divisive than we've ever been. And they've they've coaxed half of the country to resist this authoritarian Nazi-like Hitler Trump, right? And now they're just switching the sides with their little uh, marionettes. Um, and now this uh, Joe Biden corrupt Chinese, he, he stole the election from us. You know, it's, it's a concern. It's a legitimate concern that we're all just being spun around on this wheel. Um, if, this is a, if this is just truly uh, something that's come out of the chaos of the cosmos, uh, then wow, you know, uh, God Almighty, uh, Jehovah, uh, life, the universe, and everything, they, they certainly do have a sense of humor, don't they? Okay, let's get into some meat and potatoes. That was uh, that was Newt Gingrich. You know, at this point in his life uh, and in our society, he is a pundit. He is a pundit with experience. Let's get into some meat and potatoes. Let's get some words um, from a lawyer that I'm very familiar with. She has uh, represented uh, Michael Flynn, three-star general who was falsely um, and corruptly prosecuted by the FBI and um, government prosecutors. I'm not going to go down um, the road on that, but it's another one of those situations like the impeachment hoax where the transcripts of the conversation were released, and you can clearly see that it's not what the government says it was. But now his lawyer, Sidney Powell, has gotten involved with the Trump administration um, representing them um, in this voter fraud case.
Yes, there has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election from we, the people of the United States of America, to delegitimize and destroy votes for Donald Trump, to manufacture votes for Joe Biden. They have done it in every way imaginable, from having dead people vote in massive numbers to absolutely fraudulently creating ballots that exist only voting for Biden. We've identified at least 450,000 ballots in the key states that miraculously only have a mark for Joe Biden on them and no other candidate. If you look at Florida, where things were done right, you can see that that's how the rest of the country should have gone. But they also used an algorithm to calculate the votes they would need to flip. And they used the computers to flip those votes from Biden, to, I mean, from Trump to Biden and from other Republican candidates to their competitors also. We have got to fight tooth and nail in federal court to expose this abject fraud and the conspiracy behind it and get a recount and audits in every place it's needed, which is, frankly, most of the country. That was Sidney Powell on with Maria Bartiromo, and here she is again on with Lou Dobbs. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. I think there are any number of things they need to investigate, including the likelihood that 3% of the vote total was changed in the pre-election voting ballots that were collected digitally by using the Hammer program and a software program called Scorecard. That would have amounted to a massive change in the vote that would have gone across the country and explains a lot of what we're seeing. In addition, they ran an algorithm to calculate votes they might need to come up with for Mr. Biden in specific areas. I think that explains what happened in Michigan, where the computer glitch resulted in a change of votes of uh, about 5,500 in favor of President Trump, just in one of 47 districts. All those districts need to be checked for that same, quote, software glitch, end quote, that would change the result in Michigan dramatically. Um, the same thing is happening in other states. We've had hundreds of thousands of ballots mysteriously appear for uh, solely for Mr. Biden, which is statistically impossible as a matter of mathematics. It, it can all be documented. We are putting it into materials that we will file in federal court, and we need to seek relief in multiple states to enjoin the certification of any election results. I, th I think they were very broadly used, but, but not by the vote counters. They were used by the forces in the Democratic operatives that had access to these programs through the, the government access points that they have and used it illegally to change votes in this country. It's got to be investigated probably by the president's most trusted military intelligence officials who can get into the system and see what was done. But we do have some evidence that that is exactly what happened. And they've used it against other entities in other countries. It's just been turned recently against our own citizens here to change election results. It's absolutely appalling that that can be done. And whether it's called com computer glitches or something else, somebody has actually gone into the system and changed voting results. This is coup 5.0, Lou. I mean, there was no reason to think that the Democratic operatives who spent hundreds of millions of dollars 
creating the Russia hoax, the Steele dossier, taking us through a special counsel operation for two years, trying an impeachment hoax, the apocalypse hoax, the obstruction hoax, wouldn't go so far as to create every means right. of voter fraud they could come up with to steal this election. That's exactly what happens. The president must fight back now in every way, shape or form. We cannot let this republic be stolen by the Democratic operatives who want to destroy the republic and make it a socialist country where they continue to line their pockets with these backdoor global deals like the Biden laptop from hell exposes. Woo, that is a bit heavy. So that's some heavy accusations, heavy charges, grand conspiratorial type charges that Sidney Powell is making there. And she says they are going to take that case to federal court and try to display the evidence that shows it and see what federal courts can do uh, to remedy the situation that they feel um, the election was rigged, stolen, fraudulently counted, um, all of the different ways. Um, and let's go back um, before you scoff at that and use your uh, use your mainstream media articles that say, oh, there's no voter fraud in this election. Everything's good here. Let's all prepare for president-elect Joe Biden. And don't look at that laptop. No, come on. They got that from suspicious sources. Remember what they said about the WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks became all about how WikiLeaks was obtained, how they obtained the emails, and that completely distracted everyone from what the actual emails were. So that might be another tactic here in this situation with the, uh, with the laptop and now this voter fraud situation. But let's dig in a little bit more. I've got uh, some more sound bites that, that speaks directly to the quote-unquote hack or the software glitches uh, that potentially affected this election. But before we get to more sound bites, I do want to point out something that I think relates to Sidney Powell's um, appearances on television, some of the things she said. Remember in there, she said she hopes she gets she hopes President Trump gets military intelligence to look into these software glitches and this potential hack. This week, Trump fired Mark Esper, Secretary of Defense, and he placed in his stead as acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller, the Director of National Counterterrorism Center. So some would think... Uh, if you put some tea leaves together and you look at the facts as they go in a continuous motion, that maybe he's putting someone loyal to him in, in this important place, the Secretary of Defense, who communicates to the military on behalf of the president and gets them to move and, and act. Uh, it's possible that he is getting military intelligence involved as the former director of National Counterterrorism Center um, is now the Secretary of Defense. Um, the thing that, that troubles me is, is with Rudy Giuliani coming out now and saying, oh, these are, these are bad actors in Venezuela, in Cuba, is we're no longer looking at democratic operatives, you know, Americans, but now we're going to place blame outside of the country on nation states. 
Um, it's it's an interesting uh, live action that we are uh, to to quote to quote Mike Pompeo. We're in a live action situation here. Uh, if you get that, then good for you. You're paying attention. Um, it's all very troubling. Clearly, shenanigans are going on. Whether you want to um, cover your eyes and cover your ears. Um, it's pretty obvious from a general common sense standpoint that there are shenanigans. It's just who's to blame for those shenanigans, and can the shenanigans be proven um, is kind of the next step. The first soundbite I have is the um, chairperson of the Republican Party in Michigan um, directly addressing uh, this vote switching that everybody has talked about. This is in a county that you are going to hear a lot about if you haven't heard yet, this Atrium um, County in Michigan. In Antrim County, ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000 vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said, tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the votes. Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties use this same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand count all of the ballots, and these counties that use this software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies. The people of Michigan deserve a transparent and open process. Okay, so at the heart of a lot of the allegations that are being spread right now um, by Trump surrogates and uh, GOP members is the software program. You've probably heard of uh, Dominion. That's the company that's, uh, uh, that makes the uh, vote tabulators in all these swing states. I think it's something like uh, 30-some-odd states. Dominion has the contract uh, for counting the elections. Well, Sidney Powell didn't mention Dominion uh, when she was talking uh, with Maria Bartiromo and Lou Dobbs. She talked about Hammer and Scorecard. Okay, so the way that I can piece all of this together for you is, sure, there's Dominion. Um, Dominion is the company that has the vote tabulators, and not only can there be admin access um, there at the site and controlled by the company, so there's concerns there, but they are also susceptible because all these all these votes and all of these uh, the data packets are going over the internet, and the concern is through this supercomputer that was built, the Hammer, and this software program that they run on the Hammer called Scorecard, that they can go in and affect the election. So who is they? Let's get a little bit into the weeds here, and we're going to learn a little bit more about the Hammer and Scorecard uh, by someone named Mary Fanning and General Mac, excuse me, Lieutenant General retired uh, McInerney. All right, this is first. We're going to hear Mary Fanning, who wrote a book. All right, where is that? She wrote a book entitled "The Hammer Is the Key to the Coup: The Political Crime of the Century: How Obama, Brennan, Clapper, and the CIA Spied on Donald Trump." General Flynn, and everyone else. So 
she's already been writing about this hammer uh, supercomputer before these elections. Um, so this would be the foremost expert that I found explaining what the hammer is. He became a CIA whistleblower because Dennis Montgomery, a CIA contractor, had created a super surveillance system in 2003 after 9-11 to keep this country safe. The, in order to access this hammer, is the name of the supercomputer system, military intelligence sources confirmed this. In order to access this, you had to go to, the, to every echelon of sign-offs and safeguards, 17 steps in order to access the hammer. It was that powerful. Remember, it's a foreign surveillance system. Even the President of the United States had to go through those 17 steps, including the FISA court. However, Brennan and Clapper, John Brennan from the last administration CIA director and the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, they illegally commandeered, stole the hammer. They moved it to Fort Washington, Maryland, a secret facility, on February 3rd, 2009. They then put a secret VPN into the Obama White House where that they had access at will to look up and spy on Supreme Court ju- this is people that they did spy on Supreme Court Justice John Roberts, Antonin Scalia, 156 Article 3 judges, 109 members of Congress. They they were looking at um, business leaders. They were breaking into law firms that had intellectual property. They were, they were basically stealing the keys to the kingdom. They were taking all the intellectual property from this country, including from our defense contractors, our military. Why would they do that? But these men stole the keys to the kingdom. They stole, and they were using this powerful surveillance tool, as Dennis Montgomery says, for the purpose of blackmail and leverage. Now, this is very important. When he handed over the 47 hard drives, they were then verified. That means everything in 47 hard drives was verified. It took from August until December. Understand, there were 600 million documents of illegally harvested information about people, Americans. If you put every one of those documents one upon the other, that measures 30 miles high. 30 miles high of illegally harvested information on Americans, including our, our, those to elected office, to the Supreme Court, to 156 Article Three judges, for the purpose of blackmail and leverage. Most important in, is in relation to today, what they found is that Brennan and Clapper had what was known as an exploit, an application that worked off of the hammer. It was known as scorecard. Scorecard was used to steal the vote through a prismatic scoring algorithm. So as they were leaving the points of the Secretary of State's server, they were stealing always at 3% or below increments until they did the final push at the end, and you would see that they were stealing the vote and they were flipping it. Under the whistleblower tapes that were recorded unbeknownst to the people who were speaking, they told that Brennan and Clapper stole the election in 2012 for Barack Obama in Florida. They also told that the hammer was used, the scorecard, that application, to steal the primaries 
from Bernie Sanders for Joe Biden and multiple states. They handed the, instead of uh, a, a real race between Bernie and Joe, they simply handed it to Joe Biden. Why is it that, that Joe Biden felt no compunction to come out of the basement and get on the campaign trail until the last week or so and campaign? Do you know why? Because they had the hammer. They knew they didn't have to. They simply could steal the vote, and the American people would be none the wiser. Okay, that's, I mean, we're getting into the weeds, right? That's a lot of very serious information brought to you by the conservative hippie. I pulled that from the AmericanReport.org, an interview there. The link is in the show notes. All the all the links to all these audios, um, all these tidbits are in the show notes. If you want to go back and listen to the full interview, um, I suggest you do. It's very explosive. It's very interesting. I edited uh, some of her words down. I took out some of the um, uh, details uh, just to compress it um, and get the point across about the hammer and the scorecard that she has has written about um, kind of kind of amazing information, right? That that we should hear about as American citizens, and you'd think that honest journalists um, would get their Pulitzers from uh, reporting on this. But as we kind of showed throughout this show, um, in some ways, um, this movement, um, this anti-corruption movement in America, is being thwarted by the mainstream media that is in bed. Uh, with the corrupt state. They're all kind of commingling together as our bureaucratic overlords and as our overlords of information dissemination. So so that's Mary Fanning talking about the hammer, the supercomputer, um, that was brought to light by Dennis Montgomery, the CIA whistleblower, and uh, more particular, the, the software program Scorecard and how it can be used to affect elections. Now let's switch from Mary Fanning, this author, to Lieutenant General McInerney. Well, the fact is, is having come out of this business in my military career, uh, as a commander and number of tours I had and leading the uh, raid on Gaddafi in 1986, April 15th, uh, this is the kind of tech intelligence that we use, surveillance systems. But fundamentally, as she refreshed everybody, the Democrats stole from the U.S. government a program called the Hammer, which is a surveillance program. And it has, just like you have in your iPhone, you have applications, and they have an application called Scorecard. And Scorecard (coughs) changes votes. It was set up by the CIA and uh, obviously for other nations to be used. But shortly after Obama came in, like two weeks, he moved it out of the CIA to another location. And then when he left, he, Clapper, Brennan, (coughs) moved the system out into the political world. They were using it politically and surveilling U.S. citizens. Mary has all the details on that. But the real issue the American people must know is Biden and the Democrats have turned that against the American people and on the election, and they're changing the votes. And that's why the confusion that's going on right now is what they are trying to do is to sow chaos. 
Mary and I are talking about specifically the tools they use, the Democrats use. And, of course, the visionary founder of this, Dennis Montgomery, and the important role he's played for our national security. This is a coup d'etat. I will just say that a very prominent American told me one hour ago, who you all know, who said this is a coup d'etat. It's a continuation of everything they started from the Trump campaign to the Russian collusion to the impeachment and every other trivial thing that they have brought up, the Democrats, to try to get rid of President Trump. And the reason they don't want us uh, and Trump in there is because it's covering up all this. He's exposing all this corruption that we have seen in the intelligence community, in the FBI, in the Department of Justice. This nation, Brandon, in its history, has never seen such corruption or uh, uh, in some cases it's treason, uh, a whole host of actions against the nation. Uh, clearly, you go back to Hillary Clinton's email scandal, what she was done. It's all wrapped up in that. And this republic will only survive because this will be the last free election this nation holds if uh, if uh, Joe Biden gets in. Hold the line. That's what I've been tweeting out recently. Hold the line. It was a phrase I heard um, that was kind of inspiring on the election day. And um, there were, you know, at some poll places, there were delays, there were long lines, um, news reports were coming in and um, calling uh, races. And that was the that was the line amongst the people to hold the line. Stay where you are and fulfill your duty. And now here we are a week after the election. Hold the line. The media does not determine the election. The electorates do. The states do. We are in a republic. We are not under the technocracy yet. The media has been wrong so many times. They've looked away from important stories. The media is not our friends right now. Now, whether you're a Joe Biden supporter or a Donald Trump supporter, I'm going to add in the show notes, the last, the last item in the show notes is the Vote Integrity Project started by Matt Brainerd. And I don't care if you are on the right or the left, the most important thing we need to figure out is the integrity of this 2020 election. And he is doing amazing work digging into the data. And, and I'll be honest, I want you to listen to me right now. If you're, if you're a Joe Biden supporter, you're left-leaning, it would be important for you to get a signed, sealed stamp of approval and authenticity on this election. We cannot go into another four-year period with rumors and innuendo and spies spinning lies 
for the next four years within another administration. We need to battle what is happening in the administration and corruption in general, not continue chasing these ghosts and these shadows. So that's why Matt Brainerd's Vote Integrity Project is so important. I've given money to it, and I encourage you to give money to it. I've included a link to his Twitter page, and I've included a link to the Vote Integrity Project. Uh, it's not GoFundMe. It's something else that's better than GoFundMe, but the way to donate. Um, I, that's the way we're going to end this show. You have to uh, determine everything on your own. Uh, that use your own discernment in weaving through all of the facts and information. The one thing is absolutely clear. If you have a shovel in your hand and you dig one layer below this mainstream media thread, is they are not telling you the real picture. Joe Biden can have all the press conferences he wants right now and put uh, a, a president-elect on his placard. It's just some dude with an opinion. President Trump is still the president right now, and this election has not been certified or called. Okay, this it, it can only be done by the electorate. The media is gaslighting you, and they are uh, pushing down all of the voices that are trying to point out actual voter fraud. Let's finish with one of the ways we started. Let's hear from Joe Biden one more time. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. From dead people voting to glitches in software systems to corrupt machines dumping votes in Michigan, uh, Detroit, and in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, to potentially clandestined supercomputers with software applications that are going in and affecting up to 3% of the vote. There are some shady shenanigans going on, and it's important that you educate yourself and you read all of the facts, not just the ones that the mainstream media is feeding you. Because as Joe Biden would say, even though he's on video uh, forcing the hand of Ukraine to fire a prosecutor, uh, he often would say, oh, no, man, they looked into that. Come on, man, there's nothing there. That's their line. That's, they think that's all they have to do is tell you, well, Trump's assertions are unfounded. There's nothing there, there. Now, buy this cereal, buy this cat litter. Listen to our next story on Kim Kardashian's big ass. Come on, man. Come on, man. Look a little deeper. Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Visit our sponsors, SmokeAndJays.com. Everything for your smoking lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.